This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Let's turn to the world of technology. Apple released iOS 17.3 earlier this week. The update contains some security features that may perk up your eardrums. Mark Aflalo has the details. Mark is the co-host of Access Tech Live, which comes your way in about 90 minutes on the mighty airwaves of AMI-tv. Hey, good morning, Mark. How's it going? I can't complain, Dave. How are you? I am doing all right. So, Mark, let's talk about the security features, because I think that's what's getting the buzz here. How significant yeah. is the security update? Uh, listen, like every every little point update, as they call them, uh, it's always important to uh, definitely make, do those updates because you get those little security fixes that they don't even tell you about. But this one's pretty significant because it's got some new features that are security-related, which we're going to get into. Yeah, so d- dive a little deeper. What are those, what are those features uh, on offer? So the biggest one is what's called stolen device protection. Right now, if your device was stolen, if they have your password, like your actual just like your four-digit PIN or your six-digit PIN, they can pretty much get into anything in your phone. They could get into your password, your keychain, and all that stuff that's stored on your device. So stolen device protection now enables the biometrics whenever you actually use your device. So if you want to go into your iCloud keychain, which is where it stores all your password, that's your password manager, you're going to need to use your fingerprint or your face ID. If you want to go into your iCloud account and change anything, like turning off the Find My tracking, you're going to have to use your bio metrics um th- things like obviously changing the password turning off loss mode it's all an extra layer of protection plus if you actually do declare that your phone is lost it's going to not let anybody change anything on your iCloud account at all so oh, previously we've heard stories of people getting their devices kind of leaning over a shoulder and getting their their four digit pin and suddenly they're they're in and changing iCloud passwords within seconds which means they can access bank accounts and everything that you might have stored in your device that is no longer a thing so that's the biggest update that we're seeing in 17.3, and that's definitely a reason that you're going to want to do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can see that one is a big a big deal. When you say biometrics, that's like the uh, thumbprint, the fingerprints, thumbprint, or, the, or face the eyes. ID. Yeah, face ID. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Mark, yeah. what about some of the fun stuff here? Apple Music. What's going oh, on with yes. Apple Music? So this is a cool one. They have a new uh, feature called Collaborative Apple Music Playlist, which, as the name suggests, allows you to collaborate. But normally, you'd only be able to collaborate with people on your iCloud family account. But now you can collaborate with anybody with an iOS device or even people with just Apple Music if they're using it on an Android device or computer. So you can create a playlist or you can share an existing playlist with anybody in the world. There's no limit to how many people you can share it with. They can add music to it. You can add music to it. You can listen at the same time. This is fun. Uh, We use it a lot of my daughter's ringette team we get everybody to contribute to one playlist <laughs> and they can and when we get into the locker room before a game day everybody gets their song mixed in there it's not always fun when they accidentally put the non-radio edit so uh but we but it, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to kind of keep that connection going with people not to uh, take too big a bite on apple but spotify has been letting people do that for like eight years i don't know what you're talking about never heard of that feature before in my life <laughs> uh now, now mark i deliberately kept myself ignorant on some of this stuff because i wanted to hear okay. it from you airplay hotel support what on earth yeah 
So, I mean, hotels have been kind of upping their game lately in terms of giving you access to streaming media services. For example, there's a lot of hotels now. You'll go check in, and when you go on on the TV, they'll let you sign into Netflix or Prime or one of your accounts. Apple is working on a partnership with hotels to actually make TVs AirPlay compatible. So when you turn your TV on, you'll literally see an AirPlay code. You can just AirPlay directly from your phone as long as you're on the hotel's Wi-Fi network. You can cast whatever you're watching oh, to the I like TV. That. I like so that. Prime, Netflix, think of any streaming, even watching YouTube, you can go right to your hotel TV. It kind of reduces the friction and try. They're trying to make your stay in a hotel a bit more homely, a bit more comfortable than it is normally. And this is one way that iOS users can use it. Again, a feature that has kind of been there uh, via casting on Android devices for a while, but uh, Apple catching up. <laughs> uh, Mark, <laughs> the, the the casting world. I, I was a late joiner. I think it was about two years ago. I got a Chromecast. My gosh, does it change your experience with entertainment in such a massive way? It, you know, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if it was the movie Minority Report, maybe some Avengers movies where they would just kind of swipe up on their screen and throw it at a TV. And suddenly whatever you had on your screen was on this giant TV. I think it was an Iron Man movie. Um, but yeah, no, casting is really cool because you can suddenly say, if someone's trying to like look over your shoulder, what are you watching? Hey, well, let's just cast this to your TV. We can all watch it together. It, it is fun. Mark, big picture question here, because last week yeah. you expressed a lot of enthusiasm over the new line of Samsung Galaxy phones, mm -hmm. specifically the way that they're they're practically incorporating incorporating artificial intelligence into the user experience. Um, what you've just described here from Apple in a lot of cases seems like catch-up stuff. Yeah. What what's the big picture in the Samsung Apple fight right now? Because they traded spots as they traded spots uh, two weeks ago in terms of like the the biggest selling phone in the world. Apple surpassed Samsung, but Samsung seems like they're kind of jumping on the cutting edge stuff here, whereas Apple's yeah. playing catch up. What's the big picture right now in the Apple Samsung battle? Also think about the fact that Samsung also ditched Google for a while there and tried building their own operating system and and quietly uh, you know came about face and went back to Google <laughs> yeah, right back and to have now renewed some partners exactly um, you know listen I think we're we're definitely in an age of software competitiveness this is definitely where people are going to stand out amongst the competitors Apple's been very quiet on AI you know they've not said the words they've not said those letters in any public forum for easily two years now there there, there is AI on board in various elements of their services and software, but they haven't really come out publicly and said, this is how we're using these new lab natural language models. So um, there's definitely catch up there. You know, when asked the question, the the Apple, you know, the, the Apple head on just tend to laugh and say, don't don't worry about it. We've got this covered, but they don't say anything more. Mm. So I, I think that we're definitely in a place where the buttons are being pushed on Apple pretty hard with announcements like this from Samsung and Google. So they're going to have to come back pretty quick. And I think this year's Worldwide Developers Conference in June may be that time. Yeah. What they come to the table with, I don't know. That's going to be hard, hard guess, but they're definitely going to have to try and compete with what's what's going on on the Android side. To a degree, it's a little bit of apples and oranges, and I know pun very much intended here, because this is a software update that Apple's putting out this week, whereas Samsung was talking about hardware. So, so it's not it's like not a fair comparison to say, oh, this announcement is a little underwhelming compared to last week's announcement, because yeah. again, the hardware versus software, you're not talking about the same thing per se. No, but, the, but don't forget the Samsung software you know is built to work with specific pieces of their hardware and the new Snapdragon processors. Yeah. So listen, I, I think we're gonna see an M. 
we're, we're due for an M4 chip or an A617 to 18 chip um, from Apple. And I think we're going to see a lot of conversation about how they're moving a lot of processing onto the device itself. Things like that live translate, again, easy to copy, but can you legally do it patent-wise? <laughs> Let's see how that works when it comes uh, to phones. There's always billable hours available, Mark, if only we'd gone to law school. Uh, Mark, you are hitting the airwaves again in about one hour and 18 minutes for another edition of Access Tech Live counting. at noon Eastern. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a producer at heart, Mark. Uh, what's, what's on deck for the program with Stephen today? We're going to be recapping uh, the Game Accessibility Awards uh, that happened. Like, sorry, the Game Conference Awards, Game Accessibility Conference Awards that happened uh, just last yesterday, yesterday afternoon. We're going to talk all about the winners. Steve Sale of the Blind Gamer is going to be joining us to all talk right about on. those. And we're going to introduce you guys to the How Innovation Center, a company we met over at uh, CES, what, three weeks ago now? Oh, my God. Uh, time flies, dude. Time flies. It's pretty remarkable stuff. Hey, Mark, thank you for this. Have a great day. Have a great show. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Dave. That is Mark Aflalo. He's the co-host of Access Tech Live. Don't forget, you catch that show Thursdays, noon Eastern time on AMI-tv. You find The Pulse weekends on AMI-audio. The Pulse is continuing their three-part series on accessible fashion. Judah Gupta will speak with Wendy Wong about her organization, June Adaptive. That's The Pulse weekends, 2 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. And, of course, you can find it on demand on your favorite podcasting platform or stream it on YouTube. And really good when you stream it on YouTube, like that, transparency. They work hard to make a good video product, so don't forget, stream the show on YouTube. Coming up next, you'll find out what's hitting the airwaves at 2 p.m. this afternoon on Kelly and Rumya. And uh, I've got to ask Rumya why she wasn't on the show yesterday. She was in the building, but wasn't on the show. I feel like something is afoot, and Rumya's going to tell you about it. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.